All right, I'll start recording. Let us pray. Our Father in heaven, we thank you for your word. Father Lord, we yield ourselves, Lord, to the uh, to your word this morning. Sweet Holy Spirit, we thank you. We have prayed, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We believe we have revelation this morning in the name of Jesus. Father, as we go through the Sunday school, we trust you that the eyes of our understanding will be opened in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you, Lord God, because those things that were confusing to us, thank you, Lord, because there's clarity. Father, we give you thanks because, Lord, you will take over. You will help us to follow. You will help us to ask questions. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. So we've been talking about understanding our inheritance in Christ Jesus. So we've dealt with that for the last couple of Sunday schools, actually. And uh, we've talked about what an inheritance is. An inheritance is what is typically left behind for a heir or for children of a family. You know, a heritage typically is something that belongs to somebody by reason of birth. And we thank God that you and I, because we are born again, hallelujah, we have a spiritual heritage by reason of our spiritual birth, by reason of our being born again, hallelujah. So, and we said that an inheritance is usually stated in a will, hallelujah. And we thank God, the word of God is what? The will, the word of God contains the will. So the word of God contains God's will and testament, telling us what has been bequeathed to us through the death of Jesus on the cross, his burial and his resurrection, hallelujah. So we thank God that this is uh, also, an e this is a time of reflection. This is Easter period. So this is an opportunity to really reflect through the significance of Jesus's death, burial and resurrection, hallelujah. So um, we've, uh, we shared our memory verse the last time. Again, I encourage us to take notes, you know, note down scriptures, go back home, check them out for yourself get them in your spirit, hallelujah, you know, so that these things will be truths that will be in our hearts, hallelujah. So our memory verse is Galatians 3.29, Galatians 3.29, and uh, <laughs> yeah, this is going to be very interesting because uh, I'm, I'm, I'll try and share the scriptures as best as possible. So I'm reading from the classic Amplified, AMPC. If you have it on your phone or if you're able to look at it on your laptop, multitasking, please feel free. If not, it's okay. I'll just share as best as, uh, as, best as possible. Oh, thank you, Pastor Chuka. Perfect. You know, so, um, okay, you're moving it to AMPC. Thank you. It says, and if you belong to Christ, you know, are him who is Abraham's seed, then you are Abraham's offspring and spiritual heirs according to promise. Hallelujah. So the word of God calls us spiritual heirs according to promise. Why? Because you and I belong to Christ. You see, the significance of us being born again, it's really critical. Because if you are not born again, you do not qualify to be a joint heir in Christ Jesus. So all these benefits that we have been talking about for the last couple of months, 
you know, you do not qualify, unfortunately. But the Bible tells us, we'll look again at Romans 8, uh, verse 17, in the Passion. If you can share that, Pastor Chuka, that would be helpful. But, you know, so it's only, this heritage is only for the people who are born again and have been adopted into the family of God. The Bible tells us in Ephesians that we have been adopted into the family of God. What a blessing, you know. And because of what Jesus did on the cross for you and I, out of his immense love for humanity, not only did he redeem us and take our place, the Bible says that we were qualified for death. The, the wages of sin is what? Death, spiritual death. But Jesus came and took our place. And instead of us being qualified for death, he qualified us to live, hallelujah, to live a spiritual life with him, to live a life with him. And then beyond that, he made us his children. Romans 8, 17 says, and since we are his true children, whose true children? We are God's true children. The Bible says we qualify to share all his treasures. Hallelujah. For indeed, we are heirs of God himself. And since we are joined to Christ, hallelujah, the Bible says that we are now in union with Christ. He says we also inherit all that he is and all that he has. Doesn't that just blow your mind? We inherit all that Christ is and all that Christ has. Hallelujah. So we'll stop there and continue. So I just wanted to lay that foundation. Pastor Juka, thank you so much. I just wanted to lay that foundation so we understand the significance of what really happened when we became born again. But you know, some of these parts of this inheritance, a lot of it will come by revelation. Hallelujah. You know, because we're truly, we're like brand new. If you think about it, being born again, it's like you're a brand new baby. But now somebody needs to sit down and you also need to understand the word of God for yourself so that you understand the wealth of this glorious inheritance. Hallelujah. The word of God calls it a glorious inheritance. Ephesians 1 verse 18. Ephesians 1 verse 18. Uh, in the Passion. Please, can you share, Pastor Chuka? This is the Apostle Paul. He was praying and he was speaking by the Holy Spirit to the Ephesian church. Hallelujah. And we thank God. We're a member of the church. We're a member of the body of Christ. We're part of Christ. Hallelujah. And this pertains to us as well. Do you have it, Pastor Chuka? Ephesians 1 verse 18. Otherwise, okay. Ephesians, it says, and... I pray that the light of God would, will illuminate. What does it mean? Will open, will reflect, will illuminate the eyes of your imagination, flooding you with light. Hallelujah. He says, until you experience the full revelation of the hope of his calling. That is the wealth of God's glorious inheritances that he finds in us, his holy ones. So you see that revelation you know, and how would that revelation come? So Holy Spirit will reveal to us and he will help us to understand the significance, the wealth of this glorious inheritance. Hallelujah. So even though we have certain rights and privileges by virtue of the fact that we are born again, you and I, we need to find out for ourselves what they are. We need to, that's why we're in church. Hallelujah. We're in church because God himself, he reveals to us as a church who we are through our pastors, through the people who minister the word and teach the word. 
But also, we as children, as you read the word of God, why? Because the word of God is the will of God. And you and I, we need the word of God for daily sustenance of your born again spirit. Hallelujah. If you are not reading the word of God, you are not feeding yourself sufficiently, number one. Number two, the wealth of the glorious inheritance that has been made available for you, you will not fully understand and enjoy it. And the Bible tells us that everything we need for life and for godliness, you know, God has made available. In fact, that's what that song we were just singing was saying, that everything we need for life, hallelujah, which means every circumstance you will ever face, every battle, every situation that will ever occur, God has already gone ahead of you and I and made provision for it. He has blessed us with every spiritual blessing. Hallelujah. And that's what Jesus did on the cross. Through, that, through Jesus's redemptive work at the cross, that's what God did for the whole body of Christ. And everything God did in Christ, it belongs to you and I, the church. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So I will just uh, share that scripture. We don't need to open it up, but I do encourage us to go back, open it. As long as you are a child of God, you are a student of the word of God, you should be a student of the word of God. Ephesians 1.3 tells us that, that the, uh, all praise to God, the father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms because we're united with Christ. Hallelujah. So that's the blessing of the word of God. That's, that's, that is uh, the blessing of our inheritance. Hallelujah. I heard somebody share this. He said, we have a spiritual heritage that we can't even quantify. You know, sometimes, uh, Pastor Chuka, I think you, you can stop sharing. You, we cannot even quantify it. You know, sometimes you will look at somebody's estate after they have passed on and you say, well, this estate is worth $10 million or this estate is worth so, so million dollars, hallelujah. Or this person had so much property and the property has been valued at X, Y, and Z. And Z. But think about the heritage of that the king of glory, the, the one who created the heaven and the earth has made available to us. That is a heritage that cannot be quantified by anybody. It can, nobody can put a value to it, hallelujah. And it goes beyond your natural heritage, hallelujah. This inheritance takes care of our physical health. Remember, we spoke about healing just last month. It takes care of uh, the concept of sin, hallelujah. Everything that we will be able, that will enable us to live an abundant life is packaged in this inheritance. And that's why Jesus came. Jesus said that he has come to give us an abundant life. Because why you you are not, you could become a heir today and you could inherit a million dollars, but if you don't even have the physical health, if you're in a hospital, what good can that million dollars do you? You know, on there on top of it, if you don't even know what that inheritance is all about, what good can it really do you? It will not do you any good. So that's why. By the grace of God, that's why we have Sunday school. That's why we take our time to slow down, break down the word of God, practicalize it, stop for questions, you know, and go back, revise, which is what I'm doing. And I'm trying to get past it. So part of our inheritance includes, remember we said we have a new nature, hallelujah. So our sinful nature, 
Jesus did spiritual surgery to it. He removed it and he put his own righteous nature in us. Hallelujah. We've talked about that in, pre in the past Sunday schools. We can find that in 2 Corinthians 5, 21. There was a, Jesus gave us his own righteousness as a gift. So you and I, we don't need to, we don't need to be good anymore. Hallelujah. <laughs> no, I, I don't mean that as a statement. Hallelujah. Goodness will still flow through us by virtue of the new nature. But you and I, we don't need to labor, hallelujah, to be acceptable before God anymore. You have been qualified. You have every time you and I, Every time God sees you, God sees the righteousness of Jesus upon you. So that's why all of us can stand and we can pray and believe that we will receive answers and know that there is nothing, there's no hindrance, there's no hindrance, hallelujah. There's no gap between us and God. We have been fully redeemed. Our sinful nature has been exchanged for that righteous nature. And because of that, you and I, we are always acceptable before God. Always. Hallelujah. So that's what uh, 2 Corinthians 5.17 is telling us, that we have a new nature. Hallelujah. We talked last month that healing is ours because of our redemption in Christ. Hallelujah. Last, uh, just last month, we talked about healing. And we said the healing power of God is available to us. Why? Because when Jesus was on that cross, he bore our griefs and he carried our sorrows. Anything that will cause us pain, be it physical pain, be it emotional pain, is already packaged in that inheritance. Hallelujah. So now it's up to you and I to close any gap based on ignorance, to understand who, what Jesus did on that cross and who you are in Christ so that you can enjoy the benefits of this covenant. Hallelujah. The benefit of this inheritance has been made available to you and I, and we can actually enjoy the abundant life. That's God's plan for us. Hallelujah. That was God's plan for us when Jesus went on the cross to die. So before we now get started, I will leave room for any questions, any questions or any commentary at this point. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So we will continue. Uh, and by the grace of God, Pastor Chuka will keep me to time. Thank you. So today we're going to be talking about within our right, that inheritance package, you know, we're going to be talking about how we have been delivered from the power of the devil, you know. So we've talked, we've been redeemed and delivered from the power of the devil. And that's also is within that inheritance package. And you know, that inheritance package, it becomes available as soon as we became born again. You know, at the day you and I said to Jesus, Jesus, be my Lord and Savior. That is when you and I became eligible. We, in fact, the inheritance became ours fully. And we've talked about how when Jesus went on the cross, he redeemed us. What does it mean to redeem something? To redeem something means that you are buying back something or you are exchanging it for something of value. You know, I remember when I, I taught this in the past, I gave this illustration. I don't know how many of us have watched this movie, um, 12 Years a Slave. You know, it's a very sad, very sad movie, but very, 
um, very educational to understand the history of African-Americans in America, the very sad history that all of us should be cognizant of. As long as you live, even if you don't live here, it's important to understand. And I, I spoke of a scene whereby there was a scene where, you know, the slaves, they were being, they were pretty much, they were pretty much uh, completely made naked and they were being pranced around for sale. It was like somebody just advertising wares. It was very, that scene was very heart-wrenching, you know, just as a human being, you watching it and seeing another human being doing that. But think about it. That's what the enemy too does to us, you know, Be, as long as we're not born again, we're vulnerable to him and he enslaves people who are not vulnerable to him. And that's why he can pretty much pull their strings and inspire people to do bad, you know? And I believe that the enemy inspired this slavery. He inspired this slavery because that which will make a human being deem another human being's life, which he did not create in one way or the other, but he decided that this person is way beneath me and is of less value and is like an animal, you know? So these people were pretty much pranced completely naked. And I give that example because it, it's, first of all, I mean, that movie moved, I, I mean, so of course the slave owners will walk around saying, okay, this one has muscles. He can pick my, my cotton farm. Okay, this one has, a, this one is young. So, you know, she's young. And some of them would even marry some of the slaves, you know, this, and make, and those ones who keep producing children who are also being enslaved themselves. So you can imagine the extreme wickedness. But again, the Bible says that the devil is the God of this world. He, in everything evil that you can point to, has been inspired of the devil. And what caused that? Ada, Adam caused that when he disobeyed God and he and Eve gave over dominion to the enemy. And that is why Jesus needed to come. Hallelujah. Jesus needed to come and redeem us by offering himself as a lamb for sacrifice. Hallelujah. So think about it. Jesus came by virtue of what Adam and Eve did at the very beginning. You and I, we were born into a world whereby we were already enslaved into sin. But Jesus came and he said something. He did something. He put himself, hallelujah, he put himself in our place. He took our place and he took on all the wages of sin, took on death, hallelujah. That's why the Bible says that he died, but yet he didn't leave it there. He was buried, hallelujah. And the Bible says something, we, were, we died with him. We were buried with him, but the story wasn't ended. We resurrected with him, hallelujah. So you and I now have newness of life, hallelujah. And because of that, we become free because of what Jesus did on the cross. We're just going to read a scripture just to summarize that. Hallelujah. Second uh, Corinthians. Actually, we can read Hebrews 2, 14 and 15. Pastor Chuka, if you can please share if, uh, you know, so that's what Jesus did for us on the cross so that we understand that what happened on the cross, it goes beyond a Bible story. It's, it's the earth stood still and God decided that, look, 
I need to, I need to make, redeem my children. Hallelujah. I need to redeem my children. I need to redeem the whole world. And God himself, you know, came to the earth in a form of Jesus. Jesus took on flesh and blood so that he could die. And based on that, he was able to set all of us free. Hallelujah. This is what that scripture says. Hebrews 2, 14 to 15. He says, because God's children are human beings made of flesh and blood, the son, who is the son? Jesus also became flesh and blood. The Bible says for only as a human being, it's only, Jesus had to become a man because it's only as a human being that he could die. And it's only by dying that he could break the power of the devil. Hallelujah. Who had the power of death? The death there is spiritual death. So it's only by dying that Jesus could break the power of the devil. And verse 15 says, only in this way could he set free all who have lived their lives as slaves to the fear of dying. Hallelujah. Thank you, Pastor Trigger. So you see why Jesus had to come to redeem us. And, and he did this motivated by what? His love for humanity. And his love for humanity, he, he says, even if you are Jewish, it doesn't matter whether you are Jewish, it doesn't matter whether you are black, you're white, no matter what, what your identity is, as long as you receive the free gift of God through Jesus, you are now redeemed in Christ Jesus. You are now free in Christ Jesus. You are no longer a slave. Satan's dominion over you is now broken. Hallelujah. And as soon as we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior, Satan loses that dominion over our lives. Hallelujah. And we become free. We become free. Sin is no longer a master over us. That's what the word of God tells us. Sin is no longer a master over us, but we become recipients of God's favor and God's mercy. Praise the Lord. So I just quickly summarize what, what Jesus did, what our redemption was. And then now we're no longer slaves. We're no longer slaves to the enemy. We're now surrendered to the freedom in Christ Jesus. So we're going to read Romans 6.14. Romans 6.14. And again, I will pause for questions or comments. You know, while we're, after we read that scripture, uh, for, we'll read our scripture from the Amplified Version, Romans six fourteen. Can you can you share, please? All right, thank you. Romans six fourteen says uh, Amplified. Okay, we'll read from a New Living Translation. It says, sin is no longer your master, for you no longer live under the requirements of the law. Instead, you live under the freedom of God's grace. Go ahead. We can read it in Amplified. It says, for sin will no longer be a master over you. Hallelujah. Since you are not under law as slaves, but under unmerited grace as recipients of God's favor and mercy. Hallelujah. So the word of God is telling us, you know, if you think about sin and Satan being the author of all sin, being equivalent, the word of God is telling us in this scripture that 
sin will no longer dominate us. Satan will no longer be a master over us. You know, because we are no longer under the law. Hallelujah. But now we are under the grace. Christ has now redeemed us. He is now our head. Hallelujah. He is the head of the church. Since Christ is now the head of the church, guess what? We are also members of the body of Christ. Hallelujah. And you see that Christ becomes our head. And what happens? Satan has no authority to rule over the body of Christ. So he has no authority to rule over you and I. He has no authority to, to dominate you and I or to, to influence you and I at all. Hallelujah. And we become really free. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So even if you had old habits, right, that you were struggling with, guess what? As long as you now know that sin or Satan no, is no longer a master over you and you are now free, you are no longer a slave. Hallelujah. You, you know, because what will happen is that the devil will still be trying to he will still be trying to dominate in spite of the fact that you and I are born again. That's why sometimes we feel symptoms of illness. But you, as long as you know you are a child, right, of the king, you are a co-heir with the Lord Jesus, what you know is what will set you free. Hallelujah. What you know, what you believe, hallelujah, is what will set you free and what you enforce, hallelujah. So it becomes imperative for you to stand up and enforce who you are in Christ Jesus and for you to declare who you are in Christ Jesus and for you to stand in faith and enforce your inheritance so that your inheritance, it becomes a reality, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. The same way that poverty, sin, sickness, disease, they, they can no longer lord it over you and I any longer because we are now new creatures in Christ Jesus. But the minute you and I believe these truths and accept them in our hearts and we declare it and in doing so we enforce it, it becomes a reality. And then we become the overcomers that God purposed for us to live in. Hallelujah. The Bible says we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimonies. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. We'll read that scripture. I just remembered, and I will have Pastor Chuka to uh, add to this. I just remember the story that he told. So uh, he told it that, um, I mean, it's actually funny when Chuka tells it, when he tells that story. He had become born again and we were now in church, but apparently he still struggled with smoking, you know, just like some of us do with some vices that we picked up, you know, and, <laughs> and he, he went into, he went to church. Oh, Pastor Chuka, you want to tell this story? Maybe I shouldn't just, maybe I think you would do better justice to it since you lived it. Me, I'm just giving secondhand. <laughs> Why, why are you telling my own story? Ah, no, 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 it's sweet. Uh, it's me that's supposed. It's, it's me that's. I was, I'm the okay, one that's please go ahead. Go ahead. So, so you know, I I used to I used to smoke before I became you know before I became a Christian, and that's why I tell people you don't have to stop before you become a Christian. It is God that will change you. 
bring all your baggage is God and now, now does what the transformation. So, Hallelujah. you know, after church like this, I would go downstairs. I'll go downstairs. You know, we had this uh, mountain, mountain stairs we had to climb, but I would run downstairs. And I, when I run downstairs, I would go and smoke in the car. Then one day the, the pastor came, Pastor Victor, he, he came and uh, he saw me going downstairs. So he followed me and, uh, and as soon as I saw him, I now, I now inverted the cigarettes and the thing was burning my finger. You know, and he was talking and talking and talking. I'm like, why is this man talking? Can he just leave? Then eventually he left. You know, eventually he left. Then I put the cigarette out. But it took me, it was a struggle because what happened was I was, I was, I was trying to do it with my own physical power to stop smoking. Mm-hmm. I was trying to do it with my own physical power. I, I used the patch, I used gum, the cutting patch. I did the whole thing because I was trying to stop it by my own power. But God never said that I can do those things. He says, without me, you can do what nothing. So I was trying to do it without, sorry, give me this. I was trying to do it with, without, without God's power. Okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. So I was trying to do it without, without, without his, his ability. His help. But one, you know, we, then one day, the one day, sorry, one day, what happened was, um, somebody told me, he says, why don't you use the word? Understand, understand that you cannot do anything without his ability. So when I then used the word, God now helped me to, to, to stop the, stop the smoking, cold turkey. And since then, I haven't smoked. I haven't drunk. Hallelujah. You know, because it is God that now gave me the ability, you know, the scripture, I, I, don't, I don't forget it. It says, perfect love casted all fear. So if, if you have the perfect love of God, if you know that God loves you, the fear of smoke, stopping smoking, you know who you are. And I don't, so it just stopped, just like that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Pastor Chuka, for sharing that. You know, and that's that's really relatable because I mean the enemy will put fear in us sometimes about, and then if you notice, some of those things, some of those vices, they're things that are even addictive. Some of them they're so addictive and so so repetitive to our nature, to our human nature. And imagine having the fear of even stopping it. Why? Because the enemy again has told, had told him that if you stop it, you, you will not be okay. This is what will happen. But again, it took him believing in the word of God, hallelujah, believing in the will, in that inheritance that heaven had already packaged. It took him believing and having faith. And, you know, sometimes some of those things, they may not happen on day one, but you keep believing. It still does not stop you from being a child of God. You are still a child of God. Heaven will not withdraw your inheritance because you are struggling. In fact, God wants it when we, when we come to him authentically and we say, God, I need your help. I am born again, but I'm still dealing with this, 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 this. And that is when help comes. Hallelujah. The part of the story that's funny is how the pastor caught him. 
and the master cuts him and the pastor too talked about this in some one situation. He said he saw it, but you have to ignore and keep talking to him. That was the funniest part of that story. But thank you, Pastor Chuka. But you see, that's what Jesus did. Hallelujah. That's what Jesus did for us. What he did, he changed. Not only did he give us the ability not to be dominated by anything, but he also did it in, in a way whereby even things that challenge us in our natural bloodline. Hallelujah. Pastor Chuka has also preached about the fact that there are people, maybe there's high blood pressure in your family. I don't know. Maybe there's um, some people have like some, some diseases in their natural bloodline. But guess what? When we be, you became born again, the Bible says that we have been redeemed. We're going to read that. I'm sorry, Pastor Chuka. That's not on the on what I gave you. But we're going to read that Galatians 3, uh, 13 and 14. That we have been redeemed from the cost of the law. Hallelujah. That's what the word of God tells us. That you and I, when we became born again, we became, he purchased our freedom from the cost of the law. If you can give us uh, from the Amplified, please. He purchased our freedom, you know, and redeemed us from the curse of the law. What is the cost of the law? Everything related to anything that causes us pain, be it poverty, be it sick sin, be it sickness, be it disease. I don't care if they even said it's in your bloodline of, you know, for some people, they will say everybody in our family, in our household, all my uncles and my grandfathers, they died at so-so age. When you, you and I come into knowing who we are in Christ Jesus, you take on the life of God. You take on the health that heaven has made available for you. And you start to reverse that, hallelujah, by declaring who you are in Christ Jesus. By knowing, for, let's read that scripture. It says, Christ purchased our freedom and redeemed us from the curse of the law and its condemnation by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree in order that in Christ Jesus, the blessing of Abraham might also come to the Gentiles so that we would all receive the promise of the Holy Spirit through faith. Hallelujah. So you see, if Christ purchased our freedom, you remember that analogy about slavery again, he purchased our freedom completely. So it means that if he took care of it, I no longer have to bear it. Hallelujah. If Jesus took care of whatever my natural bloodline, you know, dictated to me, then it means that I no longer have to follow the natural path of my ancestors. Hallelujah. Why? Because my DNA has been changed to that of heaven. Hallelujah. The Bible says that I by the stripes of Jesus, I was made whole. Hallelujah. So it becomes imperative for me to say, by the stripes of Jesus, I was made whole. And it stops here, right here. Hallelujah. Because of what Jesus did on the cross. Praise the Lord. So any questions, any comments at this point? Any other questions? Any other comments? You can unmute yourself you? and speak. This is Sister Sandy. Um, Hi, Sister Sandy. Everyone, I was just thinking, um, like Pastor Chuck, that was a funny story. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, what he was saying, what my takeaway was that we uh, have to use the word of God and um, 
I know the word says that um, God's word is sharper than any two-edged sword. Hallelujah. And that when we speak the word, it's like God speaking. Hallelujah. And yes. like you said, the enemy, just because we say, okay, I'm born again now, he's not going to give up. He's going to try to steal the word. Mm-hmm. And so it reminds me what Jesus did. When Jesus was in that, in that wilderness, the enemy came after him. So if the enemy came after Jesus, he's going to come after us to steal the word. But Jesus did, like you said, he spoke the word. Hallelujah. He kept speaking the word. And one thing that um, you said was that we got to keep speaking and speaking and believing because it may not happen right away, but it's going to come to pass. And that's why the scripture says, be not weary and well-doing. When due season, mm-hmm. you're going to reap. Hallelujah. That is critical. You you need an open mouth, an open mouth declaring what God has done for you through Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. You know, and that that's really our. We're going to read Revelations twelve eleven. That's super significant because that is part of how we execute. We draw on, we draw on this heavenly inheritance by declaring you know, by declaring and by building faith in the word of God and before we can fully, you know, receive, see it in the physical manifestation. Praise the Lord. So Revelations 12, 11, we're going to look Could at- Can I say that. something real quick? Yes. Can I say something real quick? Yes. Uh, it, you say Revelation 12, 12 what? 11. Okay. So I want to just say real, something real quick. You know, and that's why it's 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 critical that we don't forsake the gathering of believers. It's critical that why we have to always renew our mind. You know, it's critical because you know the enemy the enemy will come with scripture to to sway us to the other side. But the key is that you know if we don't continuously renew our mind, if we don't read the Bible ourselves, if we don't come to church to hear the word. What's happening is that the enemy will be able to come and steal the word from us. Because the little word that we have, it hasn't been grounded. You know, if you think about a seed, you plant a seed, what happens? You know, you know the, 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 the landscaper, we planted some bushes and the landscaper said, look, you need to water it. Because if you don't water it, it will, it will die. So I said, how often do I water it? He says, you have to water it every day for a few hours. I say, really? He said, yes. So you need to water the word. Okay, sorry, sorry, good. You need to water the word every day. And you, it's not it's something that you just do once and just leave it alone. It's a continuous thing. We come to church, we listen to the word, you go home, you read the Bible, so that it's what? It gets grounded in your heart and and when it's grounded in your heart it is hard now for the devil to come and do what take it away from you it will be difficult supposing i stopped i stopped 
watering that 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 uh, bushes. What would happen is that after a while, if there's a heavy snow uh, snowstorm or heavy weed, it will just now uproot. Absolutely. It will now uproot the, the bushes. So the thing is that the devil is always looking around. He's waiting for the opportune time. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And uh, so it's very imperative. Yes, let's read that scripture. Revelation 12, 11. Revelations 12, 11. In the Amplified. Thank you. It says, and they overcame and conquered him because of the blood of the lamb and because of the word of their testimony. Hallelujah. What is the word of your testimony? You know? What is the word of your testimony on a day-to-day -day basis? Do you, you know, the word of your testimony will impact the circumstances. Hallelujah. What if, and that word of your testimony, if you are not drawing from your inheritance, you are going to draw from what your eyes are seeing. You know, if you do not draw from your inheritance and, and enforce the will of God, upon that circumstance, you know, fear will come into your heart. And you may even get to a point where you're like, look, you know what, I give up. And you let the circumstances dominate, you know. So you see where Jesus has already made provision for you and I to turn around circumstances, to overcome. But then we have a role to play. We need to know what promise has God made concerning that situation what promise is in my inheritance concerning that situation? And then we need to start meditating on that word of God, declaring the word of God to yourself, to the circumstances, you know, believing that word of God, hallelujah. And the Bible says that it shall be so, hallelujah. It will be so, you know. I think we shared this yesterday in prayer. We were saying, yes, it's great to pray. In fact, we were, we've, we've read, uh, we were looking at Mark 11 and we saw another kind of like a twin verse in, um, I, I, I can't even remember it. I think it's, it's also Matthew, you know, where Jesus was speaking to the disciples. He will talk about prayer, but he will first of all talk about speaking first. He will talk about speaking and declaring to that situation or to the mountain. Sometimes the mountain could be a bad habit. Sometimes the mountain could be a bad report, you know, but we need to, and we should look at that scripture of Mark 11, 23 to 24. We need to get into a habit where we, if we put the word of God in our hearts, in our mouth continually, it will flow out of you as a first response to that circumstance. Why? Because you are drawing from what you have planted in your heart and you better plant your inheritance in your heart. Otherwise you will react like a natural man, a natural woman to those circumstances, you know? And guess what? The Bible says that the, the, the tongue has a lot of power. It has power to dictate whether that's Proverbs, um, I think Proverbs 18, 20, it tells us that the tongue has the power of life and death. So sometimes we will dictate life and we will dictate death in those circumstances. 
depending on what we determine. Okay, so Mark, uh, thank you for showing that. Mark eleven twenty three to 24, it says, I tell you the truth, you can say to this mountain, may you be lifted up and thrown into the sea and it will happen, but you must really believe it will happen and have no doubt in your heart, hallelujah. Have no doubt in your heart. So that's how we, we start, we draw out of our inheritance and we start to tell the devil, no, 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 no. Even though this uncle has died because of this predicament, it ends there. Because I'm now a child of God, now this, the circumstances, they are turning on their head because I'm declaring life, hallelujah. Because I have been redeemed, hallelujah. And sometimes the enemy will come to you and remind you of something that has been done, something that you've done, this is where, again, you draw from the word of God, you know, uh, Colossians 1, 13 to 14. Let, let's look at that. Colossians 1, 13 to 14. He says, for he has rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son, who purchased our freedom and forgive our sins. Hallelujah. You and I have been forgiven. There is no sin that can qualify you for any illness or sickness. You have been forgiven. God has no memory of that past sin. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The only person who has that memory is the devil and Maybe the human being that's bringing it to you as a remembrance that maybe it's because Ooh. of and this and this, that this wow. is happening. But if you know who you are in Christ Jesus and you know your inheritance, you will stand and declare, I have been forgiven. Romans yes. 8, 2. There is therefore no condemnation to wow. those who are in Christ Jesus. Thank you, Pastor Chuka. Romans 8, 1 and 2. There is therefore no condemnation. If God does not condemn you, hallelujah, do not let the enemy condemn you as well. You have been redeemed. Uh, let's read it. It says Romans 8, 1 to 2. So now there is therefore no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. It says, and because you belong to him, the power of the life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. So Amen. there's no condemnation. There is nothing. Hallelujah. Jesus Hallelujah. has qualified you and I to enjoy this inheritance to Amen. the full, to the max. Hallelujah. Wow. Hallelujah. So, uh, you and I, we literally, Sister Sandra said this last month, you literally have a blank check because wow. of that inheritance in that inheritance there is peace of mind in that inheritance amen you and i do not god did not make your heart your heart and my heart for anxiety and worry hallelujah you hallelujah. and i should not be crying over the night hallelujah because hallelujah. in your inheritance there is peace of mind hallelujah amen and what it now remains go look Google, thank God for Google, search the scriptures, look for the promises of the word of God that promise you peace, hallelujah. Amen. Promise you freedom and hold on to it for your very own life, hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
testimony that I heard. Uh, Pastor Chuka, you can stop sharing. Thank you. I'll share a testimony that I listened to, actually. I listened to it, um, and actually, uh, it came from Dodie Osteen. So Dodie Osteen is the mother of Joel Osteen uh, from Lakewood Church, you know, and I think the testimony is actually on YouTube. She was given, she was pretty much given a negative report from the doctor. And she had a certain type of, I think it's a certain type of cancer. It's been a couple of years now. So by encourage us to Google it up in YouTube, she tells the testimony in her own words. And it had got, things had progressed to the point of no return. There was no chemo that could help. The doctor pretty much told her, go home. You have three weeks to die. Three weeks. Wow. Wow. You know, and you have to understand, you know how we hold, we carry the word of past, of doctors. Doctors too, yes, they are well, God has used them. In fact, God has inspired many of his children to become doctors too. You know, nothing wrong with doctors. They are simply doing their job. But you as a child of God, when you have a negative report, she took that negative report and decided to confront that negative report with her inheritance. She wrote down every single healing scripture in the word of God. And she decided to herself, she would take it as a, you know, the Bible calls the word of God medicine, hallelujah. Yes, hallelujah. She decided, there was no medicine to help her. She decided to administer it to herself every morning, every afternoon, every evening. Till she's 80 something years today. That testimony is over, at least I know it's over 10 years old. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's over 10 years old right now. She's in her 80s, if not over 20 years old. She's in her 80s. And that word of God, the power of the word of God reversed that ailment in her body. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That thing that was supposed to kill her in three weeks died. Why? Because of the power of the word of God. Hallelujah. The Bible calls the word of God medicine. I don't know if it's a negative report you have gotten about your child or even about yourself. I want you to start to turn it around by drawing from the power in your inheritance or even wow. about your finances. Start to draw, draw it around, turn it around by declaring the truth of the word of God about that situation. Hallelujah. Turn Hallelujah. it around. If you do not know, there are over 7,000 promises in the word of God. Over, thank you, Sister Tony, close to 30 years, hallelujah, that she has been declaring the word of God. And the word of God reversed this situation completely. That wow. word of God, and guess what? God is no respecter of persons, oh, hallelujah. Right. hallelujah. You don't need to be a pastor. You don't need to be a, you don't even, you don't need to be a pastor. You don't need to be, all you need to be is his child. Amen. He's his child. And the Bible says he will respond to faith as long as he hears the voice of faith calling. Hallelujah. He, and fair faith will come from your total dependence in the word of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So you see, we have an inheritance that we are still, we're still understanding the depths of how to really enjoy it. So you see why every time the church doors open, or in our case, the Zoom line opens, 
You cannot, you, you have to be in church. Why? Because you have to build yourself according to the word of God. You have to understand the benefits of your inheritance so that you can stand and overcome in every situation. In God's mind, you and I, God expects you and I to overcome in every situation. But you and I have a work to do. Whose report will you believe? Believe, that's will right. Will you believe what your physical eyes are seeing? Or will you believe what the word of God is saying? Even when you have been declaring the word of God, it seems like it's not working. Press on. That's what Sister Sandra said. Don't ever get weary. Hallelujah. The word of God is sufficient. If it was sufficient to raise Jesus up from the dead, what will it not do for you and I today? Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. What will it not do for you and I? So I encourage us, let's draw from that vast inheritance. Hallelujah. This is an inheritance that is, that is more, offers more than even what the Rockefeller inheritance could have offered its <laughs> children. Hallelujah. Okay, hallelujah. Think about Rockefeller. His children's children's children are still enjoying. By the grace of God, our children's children's children will draw from, our, from the heavenly inheritance as well. In the name yes. of Jesus. In the name of That's Jesus. my prayer for my children and your children and your children's children. Amen. In Jesus' name. So you Jesus. see, we can never, I mean, I have 10 minutes. I have two minutes probably at this point. We can never stop drawing from this inheritance. But you see why the word of God encourages us to humble yourself to the power of the word of God. Be a child. In fact, my pastor says, Pastor Chini, he says, be a fool. Hallelujah. Be even a fool, a complete fool, whereby it does not make sense to the natural mind, but believe it anyway. Hallelujah. It will not make sense to the natural mind. It, it, it won't. But we keep standing on the word of God and we keep drawing from that inheritance. Even when the, the report comes that you have been laid off, turn it around. Say, guess what? I have access to a heavenly inheritance. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Every company belongs to God. I will have a new job. The favor of God surrounds me like a shield. Remember that inheritance covers your spirit, your soul, your body, everything that pertains to your life and to your godliness. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So we've, Hallelujah. Come, to, we've come to the end of our Sunday school. Thank you, Pastor Chuka. We were getting a little carried away there. <laughs> but we thank God. We can never have enough of the word of God. And that's why we keep digging. Every time there's opportunity for Sunday school, I encourage us. And every time the word of God is preached, that is how you and I will grow. That's the expectation that even though you are born again, yes. you start to grow. In, you start to grow into the fullness of the measure of the stature of Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Go understand what it means to develop your faith in the healing part of your inheritance. Develop your faith in the area. If you're struggling with a sin or with something that besets you, find a scripture. Develop your faith in that area. See how Pastor Truka spoke to that area. And he got his victory. Hallelujah. Get your victory and grow in the things of God. So that that way, your testimony will be on full display. Hallelujah. Your testimony will be on full display. 
and there will be no, and you know, you, I mean, your life will be a complete advertisement for the glory of God, for the hand of God. Hallelujah. That's the dream that God has. That's the purpose. That's why you and I have been redeemed. Hallelujah. So that we display who Jesus is. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, uh, Sister Tony. We will, we will discuss that about making it longer in the future. Praise God. Amen. 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 So we thank God for Sunday school and we thank God that we have been delivered. Hallelujah. That Hallelujah. we are no longer slaves to anything. Nothing can hold you bound. Nothing should hold you bound. Hallelujah. Nothing should hold you in a state of discouragement to the point where you get depressed. The word of God is yourself. The word of God is your medicine. The word of God is what you use as a weapon. It is a sword. And it is what you use to encourage your heart, encourage yourself, no matter that situation. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So, Hallelujah. Um, okay, we will stop now if there are any questions before we close. Any questions, any thoughts, any questions or comments, you know, pardon me for going over the time. By the grace of God, we'll talk no. about the time in the future. No, you didn't go over the time. It's just, you know, okay, thank you. you know, thank you. Thank you. You're good. Uh, thank, th we thank God for, for, you know, using you to really bring out the word and teach us our inheritance. Go ahead, Pastor. Hallelujah. We thank God for the entrance of this word. All right, let us pray. Our Father in heaven, we thank you for your word. Father, we thank you for this heavenly inheritance. Lord, what a vast inheritance. Father, Lord, please help us so that, Lord, no longer will we be a slave to any of the lies of the enemy. No longer will those lies take a stronghold. Father, we thank you because even all those lies that we have been told, today is a day of salvation. Hallelujah. Today is a day of change. Father, we start to draw on our inheritance for every area of our lives, Lord. Never again, Lord, will we grope around with helplessness. Father, we thank you because you have made help available through your word. Father, teach us by yourself. Help us to completely believe your word. Help us where we have been believing. Help us to keep believing your word. And we thank you. Father, we thank you, Lord. Thank you for who, you, what the sacrifice that Jesus did on the cross. Father, we thank you because we are whole. Hallelujah. We are whole in our body, in our soul, in our spirit, in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for wholeness. Hallelujah. Thank you for wholeness in our relationships. Hallelujah. Thank you because we're no longer slaves to fear in any area. Thank you for your perfect love for us. Father, we give you praise and glory. Thank you again for the entrance of your word. Thank you because it will continue to give us light. Thank you because we will continue to follow your word. We'll continue to learn. We'll continue to stand. We'll continue to overcome. Father, we give you praise. We give you glory. Blessed be your name. In Jesus' Amen. name we have prayed. Amen. 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 Amen.